Hello and welcome to The Hurt Take. I am your host, Reese Dobgen. You have come back for another round. And in a sense, maybe this is the final round. Because we are only days away from one of the biggest, most hyped sports spectacles in MMA history. And it's happening in a boxing ring. That's right, Floyd, pretty boy Floyd, Money Mayweather, is stepping into the boxing ring to defend his 49-0 record to try and go to 50-0 against the notorious Conor McGregor, the biggest star in mixed martial arts. And the one question is, how did we get here? Well, we got a long episode for you. We got an old familiar face face who's come back to the show. Mitch Bayless joins us again after a long time off. We're going to discuss it in the next segment, but first, I just want to set the stage. Bit of the tale of the tape. How did we get here? So it goes back some time. All the way back to April 15th, 2015. McGregor dropped this loaded nugget in an Esquire feature. If you put me face to face with Floyd Mayweather, I would kill him in 30 seconds. And that was all it took. Then on Conan, pretty recently after that, he dropped the first hint of his interest in actually boxing Floyd. You know, and initially Floyd played kind of coy. It's a bit playful, not largely dismissive. And as over the next year, McGregor would beat Chad Mendes in a hugely promoted fight, then topple Jose Aldo for the featherweight strap. In 13 seconds, his, his profile just kept growing and growing. And the rumors, the back and forth between the two on social media... In traditional media, it it didn't seem to go away. McGregor took any opportunity to bring up Floyd, and Floyd largely was reciprocating. All the way for about a year until May of 2016, last year, uh, rumors about the fight actually happening began to pop up in tabloid stories. And then maybe this is the big bomb. Floyd took credit for those rumors. So there was some evidence that clearly Mayweather was saying that he was angling for that fight. And we knew that Connor wanted that fight. So at this point, it was a... We, sh- we, we should have known it was coming. I mean, a lot of people thought maybe it was happening. Some people thought it wouldn't happen. It would never happen. Connor, of course, there was the question about would Connor be able to get a boxing license? It's a very important thing. If he couldn't get a license to actually box, he wouldn't be able to, he couldn't, he couldn't take the fight. He would have to get certified by a boxing commission to actually step into the ring with Floyd Mayweather. That was a huge hurdle. Then there was the question of the money. Connor was under contract by the UFC. Floyd was his own businessman. He had his own promotion. He could sign any contract he wanted, whereas McGregor was a bit more restricted. So there was a lot of questions as to whether or not this fight would come together. 
So when Floyd started taking credit for these rumors actually happening, it felt like there was some movement, that there was some smoke to the fire. Floyd then expressed interest in the fight actually happening. It wasn't lo any longer to Floyd, just rumors. He was saying, I want this fight to go down. There was a bit of a long lull between that May 2016 period. Uh, McGregor actually then received a boxing license in November of 2016 in California. Now, the fight's being fought in Las Vegas, so this was a, a step in the right direction in terms of he can actually get certified for a fight. But over the next few months into early 2017, of course, Connor at this time was became the toast of the MMA world. He won the lightweight belt from Eddie Alvarez. And that's when this thing seemed to, to really kick into high gear. There was back and forth between the two sides as they negotiated in public. Floyd famously accused Connor of being just an employee of Dana White, the head of the UFC, while Connor actually crashed press row at a Michael Conlon boxing card and was screaming at the media, I am boxing. So there was, there was a lot of heat to this thing. It was really building. It started to feel like this was an inevitability. And then in May of this year, McGregor and Dana White came to terms on a deal for the fight. So that was another huge hurdle. Dana, Dana and his, the guys who he was in contract with, they were cool. They wanted the fight now to happen. And that felt like that was it. That's, that was it. Then it was just about whether they could come to terms with Floyd and what those terms would be. And on June 14th, Floyd Mayweather signed on and the fight was done and ready to go. Since then, the two would engage in a now infamous four-city mega tour in Los Angeles, Toronto, Brooklyn, and then London, England, which kick-started the hype train that we are now hitting the home stretch for. So two years and four months later, we get to see if Conor McGregor can do what he says he would do. And that is how we got here today. So on this loaded episode of The Hurt Take, stick around, because we've got Mitch Bayless, and we're going to cover everything about this fight, top to bottom. Let's get it on. So here's my question to start this, I guess. Okay. So like if I'm if I was a quarterback in college and I won the Heisman trophy and I was the best quarterback, I'm the best player. Everyone says I'm going to be a top 10 draft pick. If I went on a four city tour and called people racial slurs and homophobic slurs and basically said I was black from here down and was generally as quippy as Mayweather as Flo as Connor was. And then I come out and I like show myself bombing 50-yard passes further than the next closest prospect and so on and so forth and generally took the same tactics as McGregor. Do you think that I would get drafted higher or lower? Lower, for sure. <laughs> Conor McGregor's <laughs> odds for this fight have gone up every step of the way. He's now like a plus 350 underdog. He started at 950. And I'm, I think it's kind of funny because it doesn't make sense to me that it's like between now and then what's changed 
Not much. Okay, but if you're talking odds, now you're talking about fan voting. Now, if you if you ask me fan voting on the initial question, he probably would go higher in fan voting. He'd be more the, popular coming out of college. The betting odds. L- look at Dion. Yeah. Okay. Right? So you're going to have these guys. Look at any of these guys. Look at Ezekiel Elliott, for Christ's sake. He comes out of college with that record, and it's like, yeah, but he's the dude who wore a half shirt to the draft. Yeah. Everybody loved him in his abs. But the betting odds, to me, betting is like, in a sense, it's like the draft. You're taking a gamble on a guy. Right? Like, you're, you're gambling that McGregor's going to be great. So fans are basically saying, I think McGregor's going to win. And I'm betting on that. And enough of them are betting that way that his odds have gone up. Which is weird. Because that to me is like saying, like, you're just a fan. And you're like, I mean, I haven't seen this guy throw a pass since his bowl game. Yeah. But I've seen him say all this crap and sound like a friggin' so funny. <laughs> he should go first overall in the draft. Yeah, I'm not gam- saying they're comparable. Gambling gets swung by those things all the time, though, and I think it's interesting because they've got... I don't know. I think fans are seeing... its I heard an interesting theory. theres It's UFC fans that are building this thing, right? right. If you look at boxing buys, the last bunch of fights, 200,000 buys for most of the fights. Yeah, yeah. So if this is going to do a million, million five, that's literally on UFC fans' backs. Yeah. So that's where you've got... Saw it even in the press tours. They were He was the more popular guy. Yeah. So this is all you're talking about is his popularity contest at this point. People love to see Floyd lose and love to tell themselves make-believe stories. Ricky Hatton was supposed to drop this yeah. guy. Like, it's a real thing. That, um, it, that's the strangest thing about it, though, is that um, is that it's like boxing. The money is coming from boxing. The, like, the market is from boxing. That's where the money is coming from. But this fight is only happening because of MMA. And so there's this really strange, like, I think that this entire conversation is going to be littered with the boxing versus MMA meta stories and yeah. where ultimately this whole fight comes down to the, the, uh, the boxing sphere versus the MMA sphere and how they're jiving and not jiving and how they're conflicting and not conflicting. So it's like this, it, I just think it's the, the, the craziest thing that, Ultimately, this fight is only going to sell as much as it sells because MMA fans are largely buying in. But the money that the two guys are making is only going to come because of boxing's economic structure that it's built up to this point. Yeah, and it's TV deals and it's Showtime situation yeah. and all of that stuff builds off of it, right? But I think the general, I think the general public is also watching this fight. There's a bunch of people we've talked to. You know, mm-hmm. everybody you talk to is talking about this thing, and it's not. It's not just boxing people or UFC people. Yeah. This is an event now. This is a thing. It's a bit of a freak show. People want to see what's going on. Yeah. It's also something to talk about. It's being spun everywhere. We've talked about this a million times. Mm-hmm. We're in promo period, right? we got two weeks before the fight. This is when all the pay-per-view buys come. This is when any angle in the world well, is Well, Saturday, be so five days, I guess. Yeah, but I'm saying that even though you lasted the last week before oh, this right. now, right? Yeah, so yeah, the, yeah. I'd say two weeks out yeah. is when it just starts ramping up. Every storyline that needs to be told to make these guys look like they're as close to even as humanly possible, yeah. which all leads to pay-per-view buys, even the gambling odds are the exact same story here. Yeah. The general public feels like it's a super close matchup. That means the promotion's working, right? Yeah, I guess that's it. So then you would say that that everyone's been doing their job well. Very well, yeah. yeah. And you, I mean, you started this off talking about that four-day tour, and it's like, look where we've come since then. Yeah. And I think because of that, look where we've come. And that ended with those two really bad shows, right? New York and London were the controversial ones. Everyone thought the press conference in Toronto was the best thing to happen in sports. And how long it was being yeah. talked about everywhere. Yeah. 
then it kind of went sideways. So they had to come out after that and go, oh, okay. Of course, the best thing, Canada, obviously. Of course. Yeah. Every, every time. Crowd was insane. It looked amazing. Drake showed up. What else can you ask for? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, I think after that, they had to spin the promotion even more. All yeah. of a sudden, it was, hold on, this went too far, freak show. Yeah. People are turned off. Boxing world's completely disgusted with it. This whole narrative's out there. Racial comments, homophobic. They had to spin like crazy. So that was yeah. a month of... Build While these guys not up losing as... momentum as oh, well. Oh, exactly. Right? Yeah. Keep it going and then everything just builds from there. Every storyline we're going to talk about has happened in that time period. And yeah. it's really, to me, it's amazing to think of where we come where now you have this, you know, this story of this 0-0 guy against the 49-0 guy. But it's very much feels sport now and a lot less entertainment. And I know there's still, you know, barbs going back and forth and whatever. There's going to be promotion, but it's been set up to be, here's all the physical reasons this guy can do it. Here's yeah. all the... You know, all, all the highlights, all the everything, instead of just yeah. a talk game, right? Well, what's what's kind of amazing to me about, too, in terms of how the guy, the two different fighters are talking about it to help promote it and make it sound like it's a closer fight. Mayweather is doing all the kind of backpedaling stuff, all the really making it sound close. Connor is basically just trying to make it to be close he's saying i'm gonna knock him out i'm gonna do all these things i'm gonna beat him within four he's so small he's tiny small head but whereas mayweather's saying i'm old oh i'm i'm an old guy he's got all the power you know i'm i've never faced a guy like that. Yeah. so it's, it's a really interesting dynamic where it's like floyd is normally floyd is the guy who's like yeah just this, is what, this is what we talked about ticket sales yeah. there's tickets available people are believing this is a joke uh, not the ticket sales are showing that in Floyd's mind. So now Floyd goes into, I'm literally only here for pay-per-view buys. So we better get this thing. <laughs> you know, everybody's got to believe this is a little closer. He starts talking about being old. He's slower. Uh, you know, they lead their promo video with, I'm not the same Floyd as I used to be. Yeah. You know, just tell this whole story. That's Floyd knows if Floyd comes out and says, and he was for a while when McGregor's being lippy, it was a lot of talk about knockouts and all this. Yeah. And now it's a little bit where they've gone, Oh God, we've people are thinking this is not enough that they want to pay for it. So he's got to sell the other side. Yeah. McGregor's not going to change. He's still got to believe he's still got to be the great white hype. You know what I mean? That's kind of where this is at. He's got to have that mentality. He can slay the dragon. And that's, that's his side of selling the fight. Yeah. Weather's got to do whatever he can to get some boxing folks to believe this is maybe even competitive. But do you, because we're MMA guys, right? Like first and foremost, I yeah. think we're MMA guys. I'm a boxing, Absolutely. I guess I dabble. I watch boxing. I really enjoy boxing. Like, you know, uh, Vasil Lomachenko. I love to watch that guy fight. And I, you know, I love to watch Gennady Golovkin fight, but I'm not a boxing guy. Yeah. So I find it really fascinating to see like the fan reaction to this is so and I hate to make this sound like a bad, like a bad comparison or a negative connotation. I guess in this is that it's like the MMA fans feel so much like the kid in the room who's just trying to get people's attention, you know. Whereas the, the boxing people are paying, like, don't want to hear it at all. Like they're just so dismissive of it. Like this is to them is a sham and MMA fans are just trying to scream in their ear like no this isn't a sham you need to respect this <laughs> well and this is this is the whole premise for me with boxing is I got out of boxing when it become when it became this this old school thing that cannot change will not evolve right. doesn't matter and it was dying off there was no more Tysons there was you know that I just remember boxing being the biggest thing in the world when I was a teenager you know and mm -hmm. now you look and it's like where'd it go why has the UFC been able to rise up it's the new school versus the old school and this yeah. is this has just been a giant example of that for months now of this 
super, super old school mentality yeah. and opinions. And you see the same thing from the boxing pundits. Every well, time. just look at the guys on, on uh, Instagram, right. you know, making fun of Connor's warm up, yep. you know, and you're just like, that screams to me like guys who have, are just completely closed minded and have been yeah. doing things the same way for so, so long. Well, and they're looking at it for boxing skills. What, is, what yeah. are the tangible things we see out of every other boxer? And I keep hearing this out of the McGregor camp from Owen Roddy to, you know, all of their coaches and even McGregor himself talking about like, why would we do it that way? Yeah. That way has failed <laughs> 49 times. Yeah, that's true. 49 straight times. You know, Freddie Roach is coming out and being like, I don't think this, I didn't like this technique. You hear all these boxing guys, every one of them has lost this man already. Mm -hmm. So what, what are you going to take from it? And you, you actually see a lot of respect coming from the guys on the other side that have lost to Floyd. Yeah. They're the ones saying McGregor has a chance, right? You see Ricky Hatton, obviously there's going to be a little Irish love there, but uh, you see... Yeah, Berto, I think. Berto just came out exactly. Yeah. Where they, they've been in the ring with these guys and they say, look, it's, it's not going to be easy, but there's a shot because of what they're yeah. seeing and they're viewing it as, I've never seen this before. This is something different. Um, so it's kind of, it's very interesting and that's that old school mentality and I get it. Um, I think they look and you see this from all boxers. I've heard them, you know, literally laughing out loud when they talk about this fight. Um, but that's one of those things. Anytime you talk to anybody, uh, business or otherwise, you talk to anyone about any topic in the world, if they're the expert and they've gone to school for 10 years for this thing, yeah, they're not really going to appreciate the new guy on the block that hasn't been doing it as long. That wants to tell you he's got this perfect answer. Sure. Good luck. Go talk to an MBA, go talk to a doctorate student. They're going to shut you down instantly. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean there's not a bunch of new stuff coming out. Yeah. New tech and new advancements all over the world and sports is no different. Um, and that's kind of the side of this that makes it slightly intriguing if you can stop talking about the derogatory comments yeah. and all the stuff, right? It's kind of the two sides of things. If people can remove themselves from who Floyd is and what a joke this is from a, you know, that standpoint, yeah. it's intriguing from this other side if you give MMA any credit. Um, and, yeah. Well, I, I think that it's, I think that's the one, you make a good point. It's a very interesting dynamic between the two sports in the sense that the MMA world has really gone from being McGregor skeptics, largely. Most people at the time, like, you know, talked about he's a big mouth and they see him doing the Ido Portal touch button the park and like nobody was digging it. Yeah. No one believed for yeah. a second it made any sense. Yeah. And now they've all bought in. A lot of these guys are saying that they use those kinds of things now because it's been proven. Yep. And, and they're all behind McGregor in this fight. Absolutely. The entire MMA community is behind him. Like we're not talking about like fans. Like fans are gonna the Irish. It's like the Irish fans who love McGregor yeah. will, of course. Yeah. But like Dom, the Dominic Cruises of the world. Dominic Cruz was like, I hope he wins for MMA because of everything he's done for this sport and yeah. what that win will do for our sport. I hope he wins. Well, and Dominic Cruz is a movement guy and a different yeah. style guy, right? And Connor said it himself. Like we've been educating all the way along. Yeah. He's like, every time I introduce something, people tell me I'm crazy until it's no longer crazy. And now you're going to come to me and find out how you can do that and start implementing it yourself. And it's been happening since he was a young kid for everything he does yeah. within his own gym. And now he's starting to see it and he keeps seeing it. So he believes it. Every time he says, I'm going to do this thing, he does it. And <laughs> yeah, I think this is just another example where he yeah. believes in himself, the people around him, and he thinks we'll all be trying to figure out you know you heard all this stuff the mcgregor challenge everyone's making fun of his yeah. arm movements and whatever they like you said they were all making fun of mma yeah. too he wins this fight and every boxer in the world is gonna be trying to figure out how to loosen their shoulders more because <laughs> man he had power in that left hand you know and, and as mcgregor is wont to do i mean he really is he really is the best to me the best promoter in 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 mma i think he's better than dana i mean i just I, obviously he has an easier 
easier time of it because he can just promote himself. He doesn't have to promote people that he's like, yeah, I got to promote DJ, right? Yeah. Like Demetrius Johnson, how do I promote this guy? I don't know, he's short. Ugh. <laughs> but McGregor can talk about himself. But like even in his comebacks to those guys, like he's just so good. David Hay, yeah, I saw it. He, uh, I just saw a lot of tightness in him, yeah. right? And you're just like, like, just like that. He turns it back on the guy and like he takes what he was doing and then makes it sound like David Hay is inferior and like close minded. And yeah. just with one comment, like he's so good at doing that. Whereas most people either get kind of like stuffed up or they just want to lash back out. So this, I think that a lot of, a lot of the, the as much as people might want to say what McGregor said and has done and all these things. Yeah, he's, he's pushed the boundaries for sure and definitely crossed the line. And I'm not. I'm not saying that any of that shit was right. You know, like it was offensive, yeah. but this tour has showcased the best of Conor McGregor. Like he's been funny. He's been insightful. He's been, uh, interesting. He's been, uh, he's promoted the fight. He's made people believe he can actually win. He's, he's done everything that Conor McGregor has come to change in the sport of MMA. And he's now brought it to this boxing arena. And like, I think that, I mean, this is, I think this is great as much as people might want to discount it. There's no denying that like you watch him and you're just interested in this yeah. guy. You're like, who he's, cr it's the world we live in now too. There's gotta be more than sport. And I know people will argue me up and down mm -hmm. on this point, but you look and you go, there's a reason these things get the eyes they get. Yeah. And the reasons the Olympics get the eyes they get. And you know, there, you look at it and it's, it's entertainment. There's we're in a different world. It needs to be fast, yeah. quick hitting, sound bites, all these things that are you know prevalent in today's world. And it's not the purists want it to be greater than now, you yeah. know. But just look back, like even even with when Connor starts talking boxing and he goes into Ali and all these different scenarios where this has all played out before. Yeah, we've all bought into it before. And these weird little what about this? What about that? That's kind of what this whole mixed martial arts thing's about, right? And it's. It's interesting because it looks like a freak show until it's not, and you realize you know there's a lot yeah. more going on, and it's this just kind of mirrors history to me with a lot of this stuff, and I think we'll be talking about this as a turning point at some point. Either way, it's opening discussions regardless of how it goes. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you know Connor looks good, the MMA world's going to be boosted. You know, if he was to look horrible, it wouldn't do a lot, but it yeah. is. I like the connection of the two worlds, and I think it's going to change some things, just like the jujitsu did and everything. Right, yeah. that was an outside thing to MMA at the beginning too. This one guy comes along, everybody sees it. Now it's just fully ingrained, fully incorporated. And I think the boxing stuff's going to get a little closer now too. Yeah. So do you think that people are going to start... Because we've been seeing this for years since, the I would say, the advent of the internet and then the advent of social media. Athletes are becoming, for the most part, there's some like J.J. Watt where you're just like, dude, are you like you're a cardboard cutout of a of an athletic role model. Like you're just, you have slogans and all these things and it's disingenuous. But McGregor is so genuine in that he's in, he's nuanced. He's yeah. He says something that's homophobic, but at the same time, or uh, he says something that's, that's, that's racist. But at the same time, he's like advocating for LGBTQ rights back in Ireland. Like there's nuance to this guy. He's not just one thing. Well, Whereas we're so used to those. Yeah, there's performance. Both those comments that were made were both done on a stage in a WWE S mm. setting where it's like, go yell for a half an hour and make these, you know, 60,000 people sitting out in the stands cheer like crazy, pump them up. They've, you know, they've waited for two hours for, yeah. you, to, for you to arrive. Just go. And they turn them loose with a mic. 
very different. And I think that I, I think that's why should that be the same for people? There is promotion involved. We know there is, but it's like we like to pretend there's not. There's mm. this this game isn't going on. But I guess what I'm I'm trying to get at is do you think that athletes are gonna start picking up on that in the fact that he's very he's just very genuine in who he is and they're gonna they're gonna start Maybe they're going to try to stop being so... They're going to let themselves be rough around the edges, so to speak. Or do you think that people are going to refrain from that? Because in Connor's world, at least like you said, there's an entertainment factor to it. So he can kind of afford to be a bit of a character sometimes. But even in being a character, that's that's who he is. Yeah, and, I'd, and I still think in the team sports you're going to see it less because right. you've got to worry about that impact on everybody else. And I think because even are, just like a Colin Kaepernick, he takes a knee, absolutely. and that's just a There's, totally yeah. And even outside of that kind of stuff, that's got that's a whole other conversation. But I, I just think in general, guys are a little less hesitant to say something totally crazy. Right. Connor knows at the end of the day he has to stand in there with this guy. Anything he says, you know, will be used against them for lack of it. Like it's sure. just something that's going to happen. And I think with the team sport, you'll still see a little reservation but i think the world's changing period yeah like look at the social media of some of the nhl's biggest stars right now all summer long tripping each other back look at the phil kessel stuff put the stanley cup you know you start looking at all these things and it's changing it's already changed the control is gone from the teams as much as they'd love to have it the nfl's a little you know a little stricter than most but i think it's you're seeing like you look at odell beckham jr like these guys are coming out of their shells and it's being rewarded he's getting paid more off the field than on the field yeah the team can't really tell him what to do anymore and guys are seeing that across the board because it's kind of like like you talk to an investment person you say like what's a good investment strategy they say diversify yeah you know athletes now are no longer just being like oh i catch footballs for a living or i shoot a puck it's like i shoot a puck and oh by the way i'm also i also play acoustic guitar and i'm starting to post like videos of my i don't know anyone that does this but you know hey there's a business idea you know they're in bands like they're they're more than just that person now right like odo beckham jr a lot of the nfl guys and nba guys uh, conor mcgregor fashion they've got fashion lines they're like fashionable people absolutely well anyone who can it's the world we live in yeah anyone who can gain attention and a lot of attention period for whatever they're doing is going to sell that's kind of the thing so there's going to be partnerships and opportunities for these people and like i said once it becomes bigger than what the team or the league or the you know the association is paying you you don't i think you're a little more You're free to do what you want to do exactly yeah your outlets for revenue are broadened exactly people want your audience they're you've become an influencer well, and in all these things we're discussing speak. exactly what yeah. the pundits hate the pundits yeah. want it to be super athlete that says nothing again super athlete that says nothing yeah and let's just watch them do this crazy thing for us and not let them have even a voice in this thing mm-hmm. you know stay in your lane don't talk politics don't do anything else but then be like oh just he's just just ingenuine he's not human enough i just i feel like he's fake yeah like, like what do we want yeah. So, and I think it's starting to be where they just, you can't really hide that stuff anymore. We saw it with John Jones. We've seen yeah. personalities are going to come through. If you're going to start putting up a video of your face talking to a camera, we're going to know if it's authentic or not. Like, yeah. it's just the world we live in. So, now as kind of a, like the uh, part of the ugly side of that, maybe, is you, you know, but we can talk about the poly, poly mags stuff. Poly mags, I'm just going to call them poly mags. Yeah. We can talk about poly mags stuff. To me, there was an interesting dynamic there. In we're talking about the way that the the fight has been promoted. Mm-hmm. When when Dana White released that five seconds of video, there was nothing. It was so obviously just a promo play. But it was a promo play that that was overstepping the boundaries or the ethics of the sport of boxing. 
So that was a moment where the two sports were conflicting with each other. Dana is, is just sort of promoting his fighter. He's making Polly look like crap, making Connor look great. But this is something that's not really done in boxing. No. You know, well, you did... bring in your sparring partners. They're supposed to help you. You don't throw them under the bus and then... Yeah, well, and you knew these two worlds weren't going to play nice forever. Like, yeah. this is something that Dana basically has come out and said, look, we gave all this footage to Showtime. They didn't put it in the all-access preview show. They basically were making McGregor not, you know, not look superior, not really telling the other side of the story. And, yeah. and whether, the, you know, obviously those five seconds are doctored. It's yeah. a pretty nice little five-second clip out of 12 rounds of footage. But I think the same thing we were talking about, there was no, there's tickets to be sold here. They've yeah. got to do something to tell the story. So they do their open workout Thursday. What's news for 12 straight hours after that? And I was Connor's say, technique. Connor yeah. doesn't have the talent. Connor's not there. He Look at his speed. Look at this. Look at that. And ticket sales are still low. Yeah. We've got to do something that says this kid has a chance. We have this video showtime. And, you know, now it's being claimed like, oh, hey, Dana put it out. I'm sure everybody involved knew what was happening. Right. Paulie might even have known what was happening, to be honest. You look at all this. <laughs> well, thing. now he's claiming they need to fight. So oh, exactly. And he works he... for Showtime, yeah. and it's all wonderful promotion. And this is kind yeah. of what I was getting at before. We go from the world tours all the way to that kind of sophisticated work, because at the end of the day, this is a game to sell pay-per-views. Yeah. And for some reason, people lie about that. You know, like, I have no problems being like, I know exactly. This is a money grab. No kidding. So is every sporting, <laughs> yeah. so is every sporting event we watch. Yeah. Every yeah. single one, even the amateur ones nowadays. It's a business. Some of them just do it in, in more uh, clean, clean cut looking ways. Sure. Like, like the NFL sure. with the promotions that they do and like sure. we're breast cancer, we're doing the pink stuff. That's just to bring right. in. Right, but like you were talking about, about us getting to know the real people, we know that's all not the whole story yeah. with these teams and these players. If you know start... anything about Roger Goodell's back Exactly. Yeah. We're starting to figure out that this is what we've been, you know, this fairy tale of sport that we've been told yeah. isn't really true. And you can either just deal with that or... You can whine and cry about how this isn't a sport and this is horrible for the sport and this yeah. and this. It's the biggest thing that's ever happened for both sports, period. Yeah. You know, and we, whether that's good or not, we're going to see, but it's definitely the biggest thing that's ever happened. So that's yeah. something and it's, no, both of them are involved. So obviously they're not too sad. Yeah. And every, you know, I just, it drives me crazy that people with the, oh, this is just a cash grab. It's a money grab. It's like, yes. yeah, it's, it's, it's like, yes. no offense, but it's like people yes. who say professional wrestling is fake. You yeah. know that, right? And yeah. you're like, yeah, I've been fully aware that it's fake my whole life, but exactly. it's not about that. So are movies, so are TV shows, yeah. so is every single thing you're seeing on a screen basically. Yeah. And yeah, it's just all shocked everybody. Hey, <laughs> the news makes money off yeah. of a bunch of corporate sponsors. <gasps> This is news nowadays. Like, this is, of course yeah. they do. Like, this is the way the world works. I even got so. into the, the deeper conversation. I was at a soccer kick around on Sunday, and some guy, unprompted, just brought up, so anyone going to watch the Mayweather-McGregor fight? Anyone going to pay for that? And, you know, people are like, oh, I'm not going to... Well, of course, and, and, the pretentious people of soccer have now oh, okay. spoken. This is not the point. I'm going to oh. throw this guy under the bus, Mitch, oh, okay. here. Okay, I'm going to throw a soccer... Okay. let's talk about his hairstyle while we're at it, too, hopefully. <laughs> He's bald. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh... <laughs> He was an older guy, but he started talking about like he had to just reach deep into the bag of skepticism and go back to, you know what? If I wanted to watch Conor McGregor do what he's good at, I would just go to a bar and watch a couple guys fight. And I just kind of my head blew up and I was like, this yeah. is sort of the skepticism that's still, you know, it's like you haven't even made the leap to there is far more to mixed martial arts than just two meatheads. Yeah. getting drunk and swinging at each other at a bar, let alone 
you know, you know that this fight is a cash grab, right? It's yeah. like, we know all of this stuff. I would have had to rebuttal to this guy and go, that's me like me saying, coming to watch your bald ass play soccer is like <laughs> watching, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, basically yeah. identical. If we're watching soccer at a bar, it's basically the same thing. This fight at the bar is the same as MMA. Yeah. Shut up. I'm done trying to convince those well, people. Well, if they came to watch me, then, I mean, that's far more than Cristiano Ronaldo. I bet you hundred bucks he watches the fight. That's the best part. Oh, yeah. He's got to have something to talk to the guys at the yeah. office, and it sure as heck ain't going to be soccer <laughs> on Monday. Hey, guys, I had a kick around on Sunday. No, not going to happen. There They're could be, be a good matchup this weekend. Who knows? Come on, man. Yeah, I bet he's talking. Man United's 2-4-0 starts. Come on. Bet you a hundred bucks. He's watching the fights, and he's talking about it on Monday. He was talking about it on soccer last Sunday. Yeah. But he had to be like, oh, I think most people will hate this, so I better say something negative. That's kind of the vibe. But yeah. watch how many people are watching this thing. Everyone's yeah. going to be watching this. Now, do, do you think that the buys and the and the, you spoke about the ticket sales? Like, there's something yeah. like 700 tickets yeah. still left to buy. Yeah. Do you think that yeah, as at a minimum thousand dollar price tag for the record? But yeah, they're so, there if you want them, people. So that's how much is that? Seven seventy thousand, seventy thousand dollars. Oh no, these are just the minimum tickets. There's still some, you know, seven five hundred, ten thousand yeah, okay. tickets available. I'm just saying the cheapest one of these tickets is a thousand bucks, which is. Right, and so, there's a lot of talk of them pricing out the yeah. Irish fans and all that stuff. Do you think this will be similar to like we've seen this in MMA? I, I'm not super familiar if this happens in boxing that much, but in MMA you'll have like with Cormier Jones, people were kind of weary of the Cormier Jones storyline, and then like three days before the fight, it just seemed oh absolutely to hype up. Absolutely, we're day one of the marketing train now. So yeah. now this is week of the fight. The headlines are already coming out. The gloves thing happened last week, but you're seeing headlines about it today, and there's a distinct reason for that. Yeah. We have to have more chances for this kid to win again. So it was the same idea we were talking about. Floyd went into the gloves, I think, as a bit of a marketing ploy a couple of weeks ago, not really thinking it would happen, just going, hey, we need some buzz. Nobody believes yeah. this kid has a chance. Let me give the kid one more bone. Eight-ounce gloves. Now they approve this thing. Now, do you think that he was making a concession, or do you think he that was a gambit that didn't work out? I, a bit of a gambit. I think, I don't, truthfully, I think he thinks he's going to win. I think he thinks yeah. he's going to go untouched. So he so said, screw who it, Who cares whatever. the gloves? But I, I'm not sure he thought they'd approve it, for one. And I think it was like, hey, this week of media attention on a downtime before the open workouts and all this stuff. Yeah. We got to throw something out there. These yeah. guys know what they're doing. This is yeah. almost on well, a schedule. It was the, the polymags things too, right? Exactly. Like they released was, it when there was. What else are we going to talk about? Exactly. It wasn't the. It wasn't the day it happened. They released yeah. it. There's very strategic planning going on. Just like every photo they share. Um, so yeah, I just think it's one of these things where now the gloves. So now I hear McGregor's coach today. He's talking about the gloves. And he goes, "That was a mistake. Floyd yeah. messed up." And that's going to be a huge difference. Yeah, and they John have Cavanaugh no idea exactly. They're smaller gloves, so more can fit through. And well, so and this was exactly it. He didn't talk about punching power like everybody yeah. else talks about. He talked about defense and what Floyd's specialty is. See, that's what I thought of when giant gloves. Because yeah. every every sports science thing I've ever seen, yeah. and every like I've listened to boxing people talk, and very very little of the time are they saying like the size of the gloves is about like power yeah because every sports science thing i ever saw is like the only real difference between glove and non-glove is a a glove protects your hands from breaking so you can punch more yeah. and b you actually generate more force because of the knuckles and bone on bone when you punch bare fist with a, yeah. a bare knuckle yeah. so like the size of the gloves to me i was like two ounces okay whatever it's the physical size of the glove is gonna make it easier for someone who's you know proficient at punching with small gloves and blocking with small gloves so, yeah. so i mean so no matter Floyd's how a defensive guy Floyd so. also has fragile hands you know fragile hands <laughs> he's got yeah. all he's got that history so you're like there's no part of it that makes any sense 
Um, and I, my point is that it's being drummed up again. The decision was made last week. There's a reason it's a headline today. Yeah. Because that's just the beginning. And then we're going to get into media days and weigh-ins and I'm sure a miniature little scuffle at weigh-ins. Like, so yeah. we can basically predict it. And that's the stuff that, like I say, these pure sport pundits look and go, ah, this is a joke. It's a circus. No, it is what it is. Yeah. It's a business. Everybody needs to make their money. But at the end of the day, it's still going to be entertaining. I'm still going to watch. It's still going to be great. Uh, I just think it's crazy. So. And you can really draw, like you said about boxing when you were teenager that was the thing you can see a correlation yeah tyson crazy all the time there's always something going on with tyson for his fights the 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 buzz was always up here and it's the sport has progressively since the tysons of the world have gone it's been going down and down and down and now you see canelo alvarez and gennady golovkin and it looks like they're just gonna shake hands and then, then they're gonna go fight yeah and it's like there's there is no there is no hype to these things yeah Exactly, and then they do 160,000 buys. And they're shocked, and, exactly. and then they're scared when MMA yeah. shows up, and they're, yeah. So yeah. I get what people are saying. We'd rather it be about this great contest, and that's what the focal point is, yeah. but at the end of the day, that's, I'm sorry, people, guess what? You guys are the ones buying this fight, and you're buying it for the marketing that we're seeing. That's yeah. what's working. That's what's doing good metrics online. This is, you know, it's a business science, so it's it's definitely interesting, but I don't know. I love that. It's, it's cool, because even after the Aldo, after the Aldo World Tour, um, Kavanaugh tells a story about McGregor talking about talking to him and he said you know the illusion of insanity is now over back yeah. to the game plan and now that was a four you know four city world tour exact same thing he's pointed out his entire career he's very well aware there's a game being played and then there's a focus time point you know a, you see even on his social media you're always seeing he rolls up to practice in a Lamborghini whatever you're never seeing the practice there's yeah. a very strategic reason you saw the car and the clothes he was wearing coming in but he's putting in work and they're making it almost look like he's not to a degree, right? Yeah. It's, this just comes so easy to him. That's the selling. That's the thing that sells his, his FU suits and whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's putting in the work in the gym. Well, you just so. have to look at the open workout. He did, like, I, apparently, uh, Ariel Hawani said on the MMA Beat last week that, that he heard from their team they were considering doing a BJJ seminar. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course. Absolutely. You, know, you Dan, see it all the time. Dana these... said he didn't want to release all of the footage because Connor didn't want his stuff to be out there because of what he's going to do to prepare. Well, and this is the whole premise of the fight. They're bringing a style nobody's seen yeah. to the striker. So why would we put this all on film? Very much like Floyd is, you know, standing there tapping a bag and laughing and making jokes yeah. there was nothing to be like oh this guy looks old this is all he's got yeah. no because it's an open workout and they know exactly like that's what it is but for connor's it was an exact science here's a, here's his technique here's where he's poor and meanwhile they're doing it again they've been yeah. doing it the whole time uh, we were talking you know i mentioned to you the other day if you look at any instagram posts all this stuff they do so much strategically with their social media right down to like any footage you've ever seen of sparring is connor in midair yeah and you're like, how did that just happen? You can look at his Instagram. There's like 20 of these photos. You can go out and go, anyone can go look. Yeah. And in every one, he looks like he's flying through the air, like he's going to kick him or something. <laughs> but it's how he's coming out of the corner yeah. between rounds. I've seen it on film a couple times now. He kind of hops out like, hey, you have no idea what I'm going to do. Why not? Floyd might think he's going to kick him. They joke about it. They're joking in interviews. Yeah. Maybe they'll be dirty. Maybe they won't. You know, it's all just... But it's very strategic is my whole point. And to think he's going to come to the open workouts and go, here's 12 rounds of game plan. See you later, boxing guys. Like, it was just ridiculous. But, yeah. again, it's almost like the boxing negativity is helping sell the fight. That's yeah. what's kind of interesting. So, as much as they get more and more and more negative more on it, it's yeah. more the public perception is going the other way. And that's where the McGregor line, the, the betting lines are changing. Yeah. Now, well, well, because now we're seeing about it way more. There is, there is a certain... Um, 
uh, I guess as a fan, you, when you see fear of any kind, yeah, you start to think less of that guy's chances, mm-hmm. right? And so the MMA world, they all look scared. They're all making fun of him on Instagram because you're like, wait a minute, why are why are they making fun of him? Like, oh, it's because maybe they're nervous. They're really nervous because. Yeah. And let's now talk about the fight because this is the thing. To me, I, I'm going to say right up, I don't think McGregor's going to win. Um, I don't think that it's one of those he doesn't have a chance kind of things. I just think his chance is really, really, really small. It's like it's the Jim Carrey thing in Dumb and Dumber. It's like like one in a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, I think it's low. Yeah. But the reasons that I'm fascinated to watch this fight is even if he loses, I want to see how it happens. I want to see what he does to try and... And that might only last two rounds. Maybe he comes out and he and he just spends the whole time shifting like shifting forward like he's going to throw like a front side kick. But not throwing it. Just doing the, the motion. Yeah. You know, and Floyd's... What's Floyd going to do? If he does that for like eight rounds, what, the ref's going to say, quit doing that, and Connor's not going to listen to him because he's yeah. trying to win the fight. I'm fascinated to see just what McGregor is going to do to try to like impose his game plan on Floyd and what Floyd will do in return. I don't think it'll work, but... Well, and same thing, too. I've heard from both of McGregor's coaches. They're, you know, and I heard this at the beginning and it felt weird, but they're not changing the approach. They're not fighting any different. He's not learning how to box. He's going to strike, like it's MMA, but by only throwing his hands. And this Mm -hmm. time he's going to have big pillows on them, basically, is how they feel. And he's still going to win. And he's going to win using the same movement and the same distance and the same different techniques that no one can figure out. Right. There's perfect accuracy that no one can seem to figure out. And why do they not believe that's going to work? And, it, you know, especially with Floyd's style. I mean, he's supposed to back up. He's going to back up. And McGregor's going to attack from long distances and surprise you with weird strikes you've never seen before. That's exactly what his open workout looked like to me. Yeah. Switching stances like a wild man, 100 miles an hour. But it's all from three feet away, dictated at his timing. Because Floyd's not going to come forward. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So if he doesn't come forward... And this bull is like taking weird little charges at you from different distances, different angles, southpaw, orthodox, back and forth, back and forth. Everybody's like, yeah, he's seen it all before. No, he's seen a boxer do it. Yeah. He's seen him box southpaw from the pocket, stand there with their, like it's the same style. And I understand it's an effective style in this sport, but it is interesting to think of those styles clashing. And I just wonder, like, they've, they've talked a lot about, you know, McGregor might not even hit him. And I'm like, will yeah. Floyd hit him yeah. with anything outside of a light jab? Because they're... You know, I just think he's going to be so far away from him for most of that fight. It should be, it's going to be so, so intriguing. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's basically what the coaches are saying. We're not changing anything. We're coming in with a different style. We're not trying to mimic these styles that have not worked, mm-hmm. you know. And that's, there's something they were talking about Freddie Roach saying with the, you know, he's talking about the technique used in his left hand. And it's like, well, why would the technique, you saw Paulie's head snap back. It looked crazy powerful. Who cares what, like, what's the technique matter? <laughs> right. Is the thing to make his head snap back? And he's like, those were 16 ounce gloves. Look, at, it was 16-ounce gloves with headgear on. Yeah. And A, he went down. B, his head went back like crazy. And I'm sure Paulie got some shots in there too. But that's the one shot they talk about. They believe. And so, you know, he was talking about that wasn't sparring. That was a fight. And this is coming from the coach. He said it was the first time they got to see it live. Here's yeah. the style we think is going to work. And they got to see it live. And that's why they're not releasing the footage in there. Right. From what they're saying. It has nothing to do with the fact that McGregor got beat up the whole time. It's that you'll see what's going to work against Floyd. And to me, that makes sense. And obviously we might be 10 minutes into this thing going, well, that was all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> He's got nothing, but damn, I'm excited to see that initial 
ding, 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 they're going to trot to the middle. And what, what, goes, what happens? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and who backs up, right? And you yeah. saw the prediction from Kavanaugh today. With the, He's got two different predictions based on, literally based on Floyd's footwork at yeah. the beginning. And I think it's very true. What ends up happening? If they stand in the middle, who's the advantage there? Floyd's been talking about a knockout for two weeks now. And I'm right. like, it, did it work? Did McGregor get in his head? Is he crazy? Yeah. Or is he just selling pay-per-views? And now he's going to back off. We're going to have a little dancing match for 12 rounds. Look a lot like Pacquiao, except this guy's shoulder's not right. torn apart. I just feel like even when you take, I, even when you take McGregor's uh, unique approach, and if that's his approach, if that's the way he's going to do it, if he's literally going to fight the way he normally fights, except in a boxing ring, it still doesn't work to me because you're you're going to be coming from a longer range than Floyd is fighting against normally, and he can he slips punches in the pocket against guys. Yeah. So the idea that that McGregor's going to be able to come from further out. To me, it doesn't make sense. Because we, we see it in MMA. You see guys who start from further range, and they come wading in from a, a long distance, and they get caught. Well, now you're doing that against Floyd Mayweather, who's... Yeah, it's it's the angles to me. And I, obviously, I'm not a fight tactician, you know. But I look, and I just... He was doing stuff where he was stepping back in his southpaw, taking a step to the left, and then coming back in. Like, almost like a square. Yeah. And then launching forward. And I was like, it's that weird stuff. And that's the thing that may be the detriment here with this old boxing mentality, is yeah. there's... There's three things Floyd thinks is going to happen, and none of those three things might happen with this guy. That's right. the weird part. And that's, so, and I don't know. Like I said, I don't know, but that's what they've been doing their whole life is timing that shot. But they're both counter-strikers now, so I'm curious yeah, that, what's That's the other there. thing is, is McGregor, McGregor stylistically is a counter-striker, but he's a pressure fighter. He wants to mm-hmm. get in your face so that you throw at him. You feel compelled to throw but first. That, that pressure is usually caused by leg kicks and, and spinning kicks and things well, he can and, do Well, and good now. footwork. He, so, can, he can put you into a corner where there's no escape other than to throw or whatever. So Connor is a counter-striker, and he's a low-volume counter-striker. So there's there's not just like the, okay, what you know what's his style? It's also like, cardio is he going to be able to even throw the volume of a normal boxing but this 12 rounds yeah it's far more time in the ring than and they're short rounds so three minutes is he going to throw like five strikes a minute especially when you know floyd's whole game is to wear you down like that's what i wonder if is this going to be as exciting as we think or are they going to end up kind of opossuming each other because floyd's going to try to grind Mm -hmm. him down let him throw yeah there's lots of intrigue to it for sure but i think i definitely think you know, McGregor came out the other day and said they basically have to reincarn- reincarnate Bruce Lee to have someone that he could be sparring against yeah. that would mimic me in any way. And I thought about that as kind of like, A, you just called yourself like, you know, one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time kind <laughs> right. of thing. It's a weird, but at the same time, it's kind of a neat thought. Um, and they were saying like, again, Kavanaugh was quoted talking about the, you know, when they first heard the fight was official, he got a text from Connor that was like, the man has made a grave error it's time for the water to become the cup which is a bruce yeah. lee reference and it's very interesting he basically believes he's got a method that you know is going to work just by doing what he's always done yeah um and we'll see it's very intriguing stuff they you know yeah. he's been he's been sparring and training 12 rounds with 16 ounce gloves they're now going to go down to eight his hands are going to feel lighter uh the competition is going to be 10 times greater the pressure is going to be greater so i think the cardio is a real thing too but i think you know, realistically, if this thing gets out of four, five, six round, do you really think he's winning anyways? Yeah. I, that's what I'm curious to see, too. Is he even going to bother trying to reserve some, or is he yeah. just going to go, look, this is four rounds, or I'm going out on a shield here? Well, this is one <laughs> of the things about McGregor that's always... 
not about McGregor himself. It's about the way people um, engage with McGregor's stuff. The Mystic Mac. This is I'm going to knock him out within a round. I'm going to knock him out within four. It's like people are like when he does it, people are just their mind is blown. But it's like it's like the 2007 New England Patriots saying, "Yeah, we're going to go out there and we're going to try and put up 28 points in the first quarter." Yeah, because that's what they try to do. That's their style. Yeah. So when they go and do it, people are mind blown. Oh my God, they called their shot. Well, no shit. They were just honest and courageous enough to say, this is what we do and this is, and we're going to do it. And so with McGregor, it's always, I'm going to knock him out within one round. Yeah, no shit. Because Conor McGregor has big power and he walks people down and he knocks them out. Yeah. His game plan is always to knock people out in the first round in MMA or within two if he can. But in boxing, it's like he's going to knock him out within four. So to me... Because of the 10-second count. He's being respectful. Yeah, he's being respectful. <laughs> he's like, i got 10 yeah. seconds to get back up, so it might take me a couple extra rounds. A couple times. <laughs> Which, of course, is classic McGregor stuff. But yeah. It, so funny. Um, <laughs> Connor is a guy who, when he says something, that to me is oftentimes like wh- what he's going to do. So, like, if he says he's going to try and knock him out within four, to me, his game plan is built entirely around landing the left hand within four rounds. Yeah. And so, if it gets past four rounds, I think he's just screwed. He's screwed. Because his whole plan is to, to knock him out within four. That's what he wants to do. His whole game plan is built around that. If he gets past four, we know that Floyd's got his number. Yeah, it's interesting. I was actually thinking back, and it's been, like... It hasn't even been two years since the last time one of his predictions didn't go to play, right? Yeah. And so you think back on that and you think obviously there was a upper weight class and all these different factors that went into that fight, last minute replacement, et cetera, et cetera. But it hasn't been that long since yeah. his prediction hasn't gone correctly. And nobody remembers that, which is interesting to me. It seems like, you know, they were trying to bring it up at the beginning of all of this, talking about him tapping out and mm-hmm. quitting and, you know, he's never lost it unless, unless it was a tap out. And so he's kind of got that quitters mentality in their mind and, <laughs> Um, I think there's a lot of people that think that with Conor McGregor. You're going to have to really prove it, and I think you have a good point. If it goes past four, where what does he have? Is yeah. he just is that a complete adrenaline dump, and now that's it? Because because we haven't really seen it. The only time his yeah. prediction didn't come true, it didn't go real well for him. So you're kind of I, I think there's something to that. But um, so okay, wor- question: Worst case scenario for both guys. I mean, obviously, the worst case scenario with Mayweather is he loses, no matter how he loses, really. Yeah. I mean, if he gets knocked out, that's the worst, worst possible case scenario. Um, but then for the world of boxing, if Mayweather loses, it's going to be like a come to Jesus moment, honestly. <laughs> like, they're going to have to look at themselves, so to speak, and be like, what the hell do we know anymore? Like, what is our sport? For McGregor, worst case scenario. I mean, he's going to try and spin it, I think, obviously. If he loses, he's going to say, no one else would take this uh, challenge. Worst case, yeah, worst case scenario, I think he comes out and says, look, I, you know, Floyd said he'd rematch me in the cage. I'm assuming that fight happens next summer. Let's go, Floyd. Be a man. Let's see it in the cage with full rules. And when, cage, when Floyd doesn't do that because there's no way on earth he's going to do that, McGregor comes off looking pretty good. And there's okay. been a lot of talk of that the whole way, as long as he's even competitive. Yeah. I think the only way he looks bad is if he shows up. Out. He's got his... Well, if he gets knocked out, even that, he went for it, right? I think people will respect him going and brawling with Floyd, even right. if he was to get caught. Um, I think the only way he looks really, really bad is if they come out and this looks like this really was a money grab. Yeah. Both guys are dancing. Both guys, you know, like you watch some of those grappling tournaments. You know, like it looks, guys are waving at the crowd. And, you know, <laughs> If it's like that and it doesn't look competitive and it right. looks like he really was just going, hey, suckers, 100 million bucks, see you later, he'll look awful yeah and i think that's really the only so, way i honestly think he get knocked out in the first round and still look good if he comes out flying 
and throw him behind. They stood at the center and somehow Floyd catches them. You know, it wouldn't look the best. So, so do you think that it look, would look good for, for Flo, um, that Connor looks good because he'll be able to spin it in the end? Or do you think he'll look good even if he's successful? Because to me, if he gets knocked out, that's just bad. He has to spin it after. Like, if he gets knocked out in the first round and he, like, gets a wobbly legs and goes down and doesn't make the 10 count and he's clearly, like, not there, I don't see how that's good for him unless he somehow gets on the mic and, you know, says... But he'd spin it at the press conference, I think. I think right. he'd spin it right away with just, you know, like you said, the whole challenge thing. I stepped up on X amount of months notice. He's been training for how many months? And he'll just have these facts 100 miles an hour like he always does. Yeah. Um, and then talk about what he's done. He's 28 years old. He's changed the game. He's You know, this will still come off as a success for him. We know it will. And he's prime he's at doing paid, that stuff. So. And like we said, it's only been two years since he last won us over after a loss. So it's not that, I don't think it's that devastating to him. Sure. Um, but we'll see. I think you're right. I mean, the whole style thing and this new, all these techniques that we have that no one understands, that loses a bit of air if, if he gets starched in the first round and you're kind of going, oh, hold on. I thought footwork and all this was the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and especially because no one on earth believes Floyd has knockout power anymore. So I think that just looks bad when a guy who's not supposed to be able to knock you out can <laughs> no. knock you out. Yeah. Um, and it's also been McGregor's strong suit, right? They talk about his chin. They talk about him being able to take that shot. Um, and I think if Floyd is the guy with eight ounce gloves to do that, that the whole kind of mystique around McGregor goes away, even in MMA to a degree. Sure. Now, you know, you can tap him or, you know, he'll tap and you know, he can be knocked out. Yeah. That's a bad look for a fighter. All right. So then if, if, uh, what's next steps? Let's, I mean, let's say hypothetically if McGregor wins, wins or loses, what do you think his next step is? Oh, I don't think... I think if if McGregor wins and wins by knockout early, I don't think anybody on this planet has an idea what the next step is. He's the <laughs> biggest athlete, arguably, in history. And that might be a bold statement, but it would be that, no, that big. I, yeah. And it would be that crazy. And because of the timing of it, being 2017, social media world, yada, yada, that gif will last for eternity. History, It'll yeah. go. It will be insane. And he'll have his pick of the park. Yeah. And now once he has hit, like, you know, you'll be talking a boxing match in Ireland almost for sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't think you'd ever see him fight MMA again. I really don't. If he wins. I don't. Yeah. And it's only because I can't see him fighting more than one or, you know, they say he's going to keep going. He's motivated. He loves doing it. But I just, I don't think they have any idea how big it'll get. I, like, how does he train after that? How does he even get to the, you see it with all the great, like once they ascend that peak, I think it's. They start fall. They can't even get to the gym for a workout without getting mauled. And you know his coaches can't even walk. They can't go anywhere. But now, right if, now. if he beats Mayweather, though, do you think that the money simply follows him back to MMA? Um, that's an interesting point. I just don't know who the who do you get the marketing machine well, behind? If you MMA. went to Russia and fought Khabib, I mean, True. that's like you're talking about True. the biggest country in the yep. world, yep. land size against Conor McGregor. I mean, everyone in Russia would probably buy that card, I would guess. Well, I mean, this is who what could I'm afford talking it, about with we can't but... even predict, right? Khabib's not even in the realm. He's not even going to be fighting for an interim title in yeah. the UFC. But I still think you're right. It's not going to make any sense. And it's literally... We're, it's going to prove the worth of talking yourself into matches. Yeah. It's going to... It'll change things big for both sports, I think, if he was to win impressively, especially. Yeah. I mean, win is a win, period. If he wins, period, it's insane. Yeah. But if this is some, you know... Now, first minute in the fight type knockout i don't think anyone has any idea what it would look like it's just yeah. gonna be 
the world will be a different place come Sunday morning. That's yeah, sure. and obviously, you know, people are rolling their eyes with us saying that right now, but it's really true. It will no, change it's definitely the game true. and it will change. I, I think you would have to be incredibly naive to think yeah. that if Conor McGregor wins this fight, it it literally does not break the internet. It doesn't. It does not. It breaks boxing. It yeah. undermines that yeah. in sports. Well, this guy breaks the internet years. when he tweets on a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah so, so I mean, it's during, going. It's going to break the internet if he was to win. Yeah. Unequivocally, my point is, I don't know that right now what he thinks he would do with his career mm. he'll even you know before the hundred million dollar movie deals start rolling in and i think yeah. worlds change who's even in yeah you can't possibly even be in his mindset like his every step of the way his goals have been loftier and loftier well so you he, can't even imagine he, like he he'll, 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 he'll probably run for president well this is what i'm saying you can't you can't even i don't think anybody could discuss and that's yeah. what i mean i think their coaches all those guys become the biggest heroes that country's ever seen <laughs> They can't, you know, like that's a world that is like you think of that build up for Ricky Hatton, and I just think I remember that as a kid, and it was like if he won that, you know, it would have been meteoric. This would be way more insane, yeah, in terms of how he could pull it off and all of this. And no matter what, it's he's been, you know, like how long ago were we talking about? He's on welfare four years ago, yeah. Like this is it's movies, it's documentary. Like get the heck out of here. This becomes this is a, this is gonna be college courses. Like this is insane. Yeah. You talk about marketing, you talk about all this stuff. This is something that what will we know as sports, I think, changes off of this. Yeah, you know, definitely combat sports. I mean, you yeah. look and you're like, why are you even talking about rankings after you see what this man just did and the kind of money he could just make? Yeah. They would just be gone. I think it's really gonna open things up. It'll be very interesting. So. And now if he loses, he just comes back to MMA and loses but looks good. Him and Diaz three. Yeah. Because of the boxing, he hasn't been training. It just is too natural. It's too big of a think, payday. Okay, here's Diaz, totally has been, Diaz, outside Diaz has been talking good stuff about him leading up to this fight. Yeah, and, and the boxing world has actually been talking good stuff about Diaz, which yeah. I find interesting. Do you think that they would fight in a boxing ring? Uh, Do you think that would even make money? Like with the bo- with, Again, with the money, because it's in a boxing ring, would that somehow cross over? It could. It, I mean, that gets to be a real freak show when you have, you know, and he's obviously been an amateur boxer at least, but you get to be, and he's got more of a boxing background, yeah. but... I mean, for Connor, you eliminate the tapping. He said he wants to keep boxing, right? Oh, so. absolutely. So, and this is kind of what I talk about. Like, regardless of how this thing goes, as long as that post-fight press conference, you leave feeling like he didn't completely embarrass himself. The options for him come that Monday morning are going to be very intriguing. I think yeah. so. I mean, they're setting up the 155 division for him. Mm. They got an interim happening. They have it happening in October. So he's ready for December with someone if they want it. They're kind of oh, just setting the cards. The no biggest offense, boxing fight in the Kevin world Lee happens a month after. McGregor? I don't know. Oh, I'm not saying it's the same. What I'm yeah. saying is they're stacking the deck for all yeah, options. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. he comes back in December, like he said, we're ready. If he wins and we're doing boxing promotion, we've got the Zufa Boxing t-shirt sprinted and handed out already. Let's go. <laughs> we're ready to go. Yeah. That wasn't coincidence either, right? All of a sudden, that's everywhere last week. Yep. When they started to relit, this is maybe a real thing. Yeah. We might be doing this with more of our athletes because you've got your heavyweight champion of the world Wanting asking for a boxing fight. You got half the guys in the UFC Cyborg going. Cyborg hey, just today, Cyborg talking about boxing. This one, these are your champions. Yeah, and they know where the money is to be made. Zufa knows where the money is to be made. So yeah, I think the world's just if he even looks competitive, they just I think we see the blend like I talked about with jujitsu and stuff. The blend where it's just uh, where you can bounce around, where a guy can do jujitsu on a. One weekend and an MMA match on the next weekend. And why is that insane? It would be kind of funny to watch because Bellator has tried to blend kickboxing and MMA for some time. And it clearly does not work for them, but... It, well, and I wouldn't, I mean, it, I've heard live it works pretty well at the Yeah, events. but in the sense that it hasn't made them, like, Absolutely. Bigger. There's a lot more money in yeah. boxing than there is kickboxing. Yeah. If you if you could bring these two worlds together compared yeah. to 
kickboxing, I think it'd be a different story. So, well, blended cards and all this excitement. Whew. Unreal. Saturday. Saturday. It's going to be an interesting night, Mitch. It's going to be amazing. I am getting up at like 9 a.m. <laughs> I'm preparing mentally for the whole day. That's all I'm doing. It's going to be unbelievable. I'm yeah. watching footage. I'm watching all the fights. I'm <laughs> so excited, man. I buy into all this stuff. I know. It's I awesome. know you do. You love, the love it. You love the hype game. I love it. I'm, I'm the opposite. I sort of pull back from it a little mm. bit and just try to yeah, watch you try stuff. to be pure at this stuff this is my this is the way i no, look at it's, sports it's not pure I, I like all the the entertainment i pay attention to the mark but i don't watch the embedded and stuff i you know i listen to like what you might have to say about the embedded or what but for me it's like it's about the fight i want to focus on right. the fight and see see for me how that works you bring up embedded there was just this wicked clip in the first embedded they put up of connor on the day he finds out that eight ounce gloves are approved yeah working defense with the eight ounce gloves with a couple of his sparring partners and it was it wasn't you know it was 50 percent speed kind of type work but it was all about like where are these things going to fit through that they didn't fit through yesterday mm. instantly and i was like they're out in the front yard doing it and it was amazing and then it was it's kind of funny because it ends up progressing into this like mma they're rolling around the gun he ends up tapping a guy out yep. and they're joking about how this is floyd that'll be you floyd and just enough of a little like mess with the boxing guys like maybe he's going to do something crazy yeah. just to but he was already practicing the defense. He was playing with the gloves. Like I just, it's interesting to me to see that stuff. And this is this is why I don't understand the haters of all this stuff. This is my escape. This is everybody's escape. Yeah. I don't pay a hundred bucks to a bunch of billionaires because I really, you know what I mean? It's entertainment. It's something for me to do for three hours. I'm not thinking about all the craziness in the world. And you know, a lot of people say, oh, this might be adding to that craziness in the world. I hey man, if that's what it is for you, don't watch. But I'm, to me, it's entertaining. To me, it's fun to sit here and talk with you and. And you go back and forth, if this, if this. I mean, most of the people that are hating on this thing watch the NFL yeah. and deal with those athletes with their checkered pass and all the craziness that comes with that. Mm -hmm. So I just think, hey, have your escapism, smile for a couple hours, and then let's get back to reality Monday morning and it's back to real life, you know? <laughs> well, I uh, want to thank you for joining me on the Hurt Take. It's been a while so, since we've had you on the show. Good to be back, man. I yeah. didn't get to make fun of you, so I feel a little... Offside for well, that, you just but... you never had the opportunity because I just didn't set you up for them, right? It's true. I was I was it's I was true. holding back a little bit. I Did didn't want to put myself too far there. outside there. For yeah. Me well... the park. Uh, so you have been listening to the Hurt Take. I have been your host, Reese Dobigan. Thank you to our guest, Mitch Bayless, for making his return, long-awaited return. You can check out the show on iTunes, download there, or check out the website, notthepublicbroadcaster.com. Enjoy Saturday. We are. Out.